What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 169 of Comic Book Queers. My name is Brett. I host this show alongside my colleague, my cohort, my friend, Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil, are you there? I am here. Right. <laughs> I don't know why um, I said I that started, like, so dramatically. I am here. I We're saying things differently. I started the show with, what's up? I, I never do that. I'm always like, hey, everybody. <laughs> um, but this time I said, what's up? It's because we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we're used to acting as other characters in the beginning. We didn't do that this yeah. time. Yeah. We're we not doing that this time. We don't have for time. A of reasons. We have things we don't to have get time. through. We need to get through this stuff. There's so much We're, stuff that's happening. Yeah. Yes. We've the studio is being rented um, in an hour, so we got to get get out of here quick. Plus, Wandavision. We need to talk about Wandavision. I could say yes. maybe it was my favorite episode, but they're all my favorite episode. But we can't they're talk about it now because it's my favorite show. I, I, we'll <laughs> talk about we'll talk about its rankings in the MCU. Um, all right, but first, let's get to some hot topics. Cue that music. What are you gonna hit? Hot topics. I have some hot topics, Brett. Oh, do you? Um, there's been a new casting rumor in the Marvel MCU. Rumor. There's a rumor. Now, remember, there's many times they were like, it's just a rumor. It hasn't been confirmed. No, Tatiana Maslany is not going to be Shiok. It has been confirmed. She just said that she's not doing it. And what ended up happening? She's fucking she doing did it. it. She is going to be Shiok. I did it. She did it. Well, right now, it looks like Jennifer Lawrence is going to be jumping back into the Marvel comics, not as Mystique, but as someone called Sue Storm. Have you Wait, heard what? about this? Have you heard, no. heard about this? No, what? Jennifer Lawrence is like, the rumors are rumbling that Jennifer Lawrence has been cast as Sue Storm for the Fantastic Four. How I don't like that. How do you feel about this? What's your since you did not know about this? What is your what kind of world reaction? is this? Walking around taping people. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> I'm quoting. I think you should leave by Tim Robinson. Uh, my point is, I don't like that. Uh, why is it about Jennifer Lawrence? Is it about how it's not Emily Blunt? It is about how Jennifer Lawrence. I feel like she doesn't have any. Like I feel like her progressive deflation over the course of the X-Men movies has led me to a conclusion that Jennifer Lawrence is just a deflated person. (laughs) She lacks, I don't know, there's no spark there. I could say, you could say that, not just about her in the X-Men movies, but her whole film career. I feel she's just, I think she's just skidding into insignificance. Sorry, Jennifer Lawrence. I, yeah. I will I really say the latest. Well, I will say three days ago this news came out. Two days ago, they came out saying it was not true. But once again, that that doesn't mean I anything don't like to me. It. I'm telling you, if it's not John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, then I don't want to have it. Then I then if John Krasinski and Emily Blunt is wrong, then I don't want to be right. Exactly. So uh, let's all just pray that it's not. And Jennifer Lawrence, like you, I think the thing is she's riding her like snarkiness, like you know, like oh, I'm Jennifer Lawrence and I don't really care. I'm an actress. Oh, I'm so <laughs> like, I'm just like you. But now it's like you need to step. You need to step your pussy up. Oh, Level like, up, Jennifer Lawrence. To, like you, f- she just phoned it in in the X Men. Well, but do you so know what? Hard. Did you know why 
she's so phoned in, each movie, she lessened the amount of time she would be in the blue makeup. Yeah. Anyway. But then again, with Simon Krimberg, whatever the fuck his name is, and indirectly... Brian Singer is like with their whole their paws all over it. Like if I was if I was an actor in those movies, I'd be like, oh fuck this, yeah, okay. fuck this weird environment, fuck this director. Like you y'all, this is the worst. Yeah, and it's always been the worst. Um, but that's my hot topic. What's your hot topic? Oh, my hot topic is related. It's MCU news. So I'm on Instagram, Evil Jeff, and on Instagram I follow actors Instagram? from my favorite what is movies. That? Sorry. <laughs> um, it's like a calculator, Grandpa, but with pictures. So I follow some of my favorite stars. And some of my favorite stars are in Marvel movies. I follow people like Tom Holland and Jacob Batalone and Zendaya, okay. a.k.a. Peter Parker, Ned Leeds, and MJ from the MCU. Before I decide to follow Tom Holland, what is the percentage of topless photos of him in his Instagram? Um, I mean, I feel like you'd want to follow a Tom Holland fan page. Although, for that. Although he did uh, show that picture of how he does Zoom interviews, like wearing a blazer and a shirt with just um, boxers. Yeah. And you just see his bare, beautiful legs hanging down. All right. So anyway. So okay. Tom Holland's like, I am officially revealing the title of Spider-Man 3. And he... he um, posts a photo. Is it real? Is this real or is it a joke? And it says, hold on. And it says Spider-Man phone home. And everyone's like, oh my God, phone home. Then Jacob Batalone posts something on Insta. It's like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I get to reveal the new Spider-Man 3 title. And his th- says Spider-Man homewrecker. Then Zendaya posts, oh my God, I'm so excited. I get to reveal the Spider-Man 3 title. It's, and she posts a logo that says Spider-Man home slice. So we've got three faux t- joke. I don't and know. And none titles. of them is there's no place like home. The one I predicted it would be. No, you believe it? H- home slice. Well, hold on. Is there another? These are, one? I mean, obviously, two of them are not correct. Maybe three of them are just fake. However, here's the latest theory: this movie will have three titles. One is Tom Holland's. One is Andrew Garfield's, and one is Toby's. And all three of those titles are the title of Spider-Man. Because it's going to be it in just different mul- the multiverse. Of yeah, madness. it just depends which Spider-Man's story you're focused on at a given time. Do you think, like, in the future, people are going to find the ruins of the American society, and all they can find is the animated Spider-Man movie and this third Spider-Man movie, and all they're going to think is, so Spider-Man all takes place in the multiverse? Yeah, it's so... I was thinking that, because Into the Spider-Verse was on right now. I was watching it right before we started recording, and I was like, wow, Spider-Man is really moving into the multiverse. Yes. Um, I I like Phone Home the best. I do too. I, I mean, I'm just blown away. Like the, the very notion that a movie will have three titles because it has three protagonists that's and it's set in three different dimensions is like just, it's so fun. I hope it's true. It's not. I hope it's true because it's so fun. Just like the MCU. If the it MCU was, is so fun. I mean, that's the thing is like the, so like, I mean, just a picturing of if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland have to team up to, to fix the universe. Um, who wouldn't like that? 
who like right now I'm like my god WandaVision you you really are my favorite thing ever but that could be especially if it's like what if it's just like and the only way we can make it all better is if you all kiss (laughs) (laughs) is if although that's the it's it's hard but I will say you know what is never can never be sexy a three-way kiss there's it can never be sexy. It's there, so because it's so like weird. I would say if you're doing it, but filming it or a picture of oh, it, yeah. it looks very awkward. Yes. Anyway, I'm excited for that. I am too. But I'm also excited to uh, to get a little exy. Ooh, let's go visit Krakoa, shall we? We'll hit it. I want your face. Oh yeah, get 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 oh. Um, we only had two. Last week, we had two X-Men two books. Two X-Men books. Um, which order, what order were they in? It was Marauders first and then Cable? I guess it doesn't um, matter. They it doesn't matter. They weren't connected. Correct. Which one do you want to do? Let's do Cable first. Okay. Cable 8 by Jerry Duggan and Phil Noto. Um, I... Was a little confused. So. Oh God! Here we go. No, 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 no! I just need. <laughs> I just need some clarification because I'm stupid. Uh-huh. What? Why are you angry at me? I just. I don't know. I've had a lot to drink, and we're doing this much later than we typically do. So I have a new show <laughs> persona. Oh God damn it! You piece of shit! You piece of garbage! Oh, you piece of crap! <laughs> right, okay, so cable is it opens with um. Domino describing her powers, how it's just like every little thing somehow can, you know, every little like meteorite that hits another meteorite that hits a butterfly effect, I somehow am just in tune with it. That's my mutant yeah, power. Yeah, every impact. And every it starts collision. by showing like a little meteorite, like breaking off of a bigger meteorite. It opens with that. Then it cuts to her being like, I don't know where these people are, this like cult group is that have those babies. I don't know what they are, but I'm really hungry for some Japanese food. <laughs> so of course they go into this Japanese restaurant and there is the guy. Now I have a question. Is this guy was he a clone of Cable 2? I th- no, I think he's a clone of the actual guy from the Order of X. Okay, cuz they said he was a clone and that's where I got yeah. confused. I didn't know are you a clone of Cable or are you just a clone of the other guy? Okay. Wait, or is he a clone of Cable because oh, he's a clone of Cable. He is. Oh, okay. See, you were yelling yeah, at me. Yeah, I'm realizing that I had a legitimate the, um, question. That's why the, the lock worked. Like the thumbprint or the eye retina scan. That's why yes. that worked. But that's yeah, but yeah, is yeah. he a clone of Cable or is he a clone of Strife? Or can, oh, yeah. Or is it all the same? Well, but but it's, yeah, that's the weird thing is like, because then, of course, as he goes down to follow this clone, he ends up meeting a whole bunch of other young clones of himself dressed in the same outfit that look yeah. just like him. And that's the weird thing. I'm like, are they cloning Cable? Are they cloning young Cable? Or are they cloning Strife? I mean, granted, it's all the same DNA. It's all the same. Strife is a clone of Cable. Yes, but are we cloning the clone? I mean, we've all seen multiplicity. Is it going to be... <laughs> oh, please. It's like a copy of a copy of a copy. <laughs> um. And so, yeah, wait, go ahead. Able, so the, the guy who was like leading the Order of X cult this whole time has been a clone of Cable the whole time? I don't know. That's where I thought you have all the answers, Brett. I thought you would no, just be like, Jeff, time. you're so I dumb. Read, no. Oh, my God. I was like, did the thing work? Because they're both clones and clones have special <laughs> eye stuff. <laughs> 
don't know. But that's the thing. Maybe he's just not the same guy as before, and he only recognized him because he was Cable. Because he looked yeah, like I me. Mean, maybe he was just like, you look like me. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's Strife. Anyway, Domino comes and just bees, to- bees, bees totally badass. And she is totally badass. And she fucking smokes all of them. Her powers are very happenstance, like even more so. Like her luck feels more magical in this issue than it typically does. Well, I think the the the, the thing about luck powers is it really does. It can just vary from writer to writer of how writer you to writer. Approach it's that. how you interpret it. Yeah, I mean, like I loved how Deadpool, Deadpool two, Domino and Deadpool two. I loved how her powers were. Yeah, I live right next to her. I love her too. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's also really just fun. Just you're having this whole thing where he's trying to find strife, trying to do this, but at the same time, just talking to Domino, like, did I ever call you Dom? Like, what's the, what's our deal? <laughs> did like, I hey. ever call you Dom? It's so funny. Cause he calls her Dom all the time. <laughs> and the same thing is she's just all weirded out because, because she's just like, you know, like she doesn't know how to fully, like, I just, can you imagine if you, like, can you imagine if you, like, okay, I'm just going to picture this to you. Like, how would you react okay. if, let's say, you, uh, Jeff went on, like, a super long trip and you yeah. weren't able to see him for months. My God, he's a truck driver. It's and happened. then shows up at the door, 15-year-old version of your husband. Oh. I, that would be the best thing. Wait, I'm not uh, 15. Oh my God. That's what I'm saying. That's the problem with Domino is she's like, you are too young. Yeah. 18 year old. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's have some fun. 15 year old. That is going to be weird. That's yeah, going to be sorry. weird. I wasn't listening to the end of your question. I was just like, I, my brain I know, was, I was about like, to check younger. you. You were just suddenly like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she's all weirded out because one of her main lovers, she gets to see the, like, illegal version of him. Yeah. Um, this one was just really fun. It was mostly battle fun. scenes. And and they were really fun. And the one, one of the cable clones gets away. But does he get away? How come Domino didn't kill him? Domino does kill him. Because that little meteorite that clipped off in the beginning falls and just fucking just literally obliterates the cable clone to death. Who doesn't love a story that goes full circle? Yeah. But we at the same at time, the but when you see changed. her, you see her luck powers like that. And it just makes me read X-Force. And I'm just like, how come she got her skinned alive? Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I was like, the person with this powers wouldn't have gotten fucking skinned alive. I know. in X-Force. Anyway, seriously. Also Domino Omega. That, but that, okay, that's a one where how do you test for that? Right. How do you test Probability, for that? Probability, like how many, how many, okay, 1,000 times we're going to try to but I don't think drop she this is a, piano on your head. I was, but that's the thing is, I don't think she is a Mago because if you just like riddled a bunch of bullets, one of them is going to, I bet you one would hit her. I think she'd be Omega level if nothing could hit her. You know what mm. I mean? I don't know. I, do. I don't know. Anyway, um, Marvel, please call me, like, because I, I need to I need to write this Omega level. Uh, girl, book. write the treatment, girl, and send it in. All right, one they episode. Need, you need one to episode. To I'm going to give you the full treatment of Listen. who the cast is going to be and all of that shit. 
Listen to me. I read recently that the best way to get a comic book made at Marvel is to like send in a story idea of something that like considers what their characters are currently going through. Like building upon what's happening now. You should do it. All right, I'm going to. No, but we'll do it together. I want to write it together with you. Doing it together. Okay, let's move on to Marauders. Marauders. We got basically basically this this issue could be called Emma for some reason (laughs) wants to be a bitch to Magneto and Xavier. And I'm here for it. I don't know why, but I'm here for it. (laughs) I I fear like I have a theory as to why. Oh, okay. Uh, do you think okay, I because the one theory I can think of is that she knows everything. (laughs) She knows she has to. As soon (laughs) so let's just cut right to it. So Emma at Madripoor invites Xavier and Magneto to some big event. They don't know why. And she unveils the Moira McTaggart Memorial Hospital in Madripoor. And they fucking shit their pants. They shit their pants. <laughs> and she says to Kitty, I would like, so she didn't say this to Kitty. I'm backing up. I would think that Emma might have accidentally stepped in it. Like she might have been like, this is such a great gesture. What a great idea. The human that was like such an ally who's long dead. We'll name it after her. But she says, I can't. Uh, it was worth it just to see the look on Charles and Eric's faces. I'm like, this bitch knows. She knows. I mean, people could say, oh, it's because he had a past with her and Magneto had a whole thing where she like fucking, you know, fucked with his powers and all that stuff. People could, but I think you are correct. And for me, it's like, how come Jean Grey doesn't know? Because Jean Grey is like, oh, I won't read your mind. You don't want me to. Emma doesn't Jean give Grey a fuck. Jean Grey don't snoop. Emma fucking snoops. I, Emma no, snoops. Know what I would think would be great? If she's just like, I'm doing the Sebastian Shaw thing, do you think that they're in on it? And Kitty's probably like, fucking just take a quick listen. See if they're in on it. And then so she's at the council and just takes a quick little listen. And then he's like, we're meeting Moira later. And she's like, what? <laughs> Holy shit. That I... would be amazing. If if like the way if the way Moira is revealed is through Marauders and it's like they go to and they're like, Moira, we need to talk about something. And then Moira's like, yeah, we do. Look who fucking is here. And there, we're holding like a glass of champagne. Is Emma already there? Like, oh, I didn't know about this place before. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, like, I, I hope. So I know that Emma knows. You know how I know that Emma knows? Because it's Emma Frost. <laughs> yeah. It's Emma yeah. Frost. Like, she knows. I hope that it's not telepathy. It is she saw Moira at whatever, um, like Moira's whatever city Moira can escape to. Oh right, to go to like these oh, fancy restaurants. Like, I like, want Emma. Moira like, was in a like booth, taking a like, shit out of the field. Yes, <laughs> and Emma's like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, like, or Emma was Emma was going to the bathroom and Moira was like doing, like doing her lipstick in the mirror, and like Emma opens the stall a bit, is like, "Whoop, oh, oh." And then Moira's like, who's that? And she's like, oh, no, uh, nothing. No, oh, wait, why am I being a man? This is the ladies' room. Nothing. Oh, my God. That would be so funny. Oh, God. I would love that. Oh, that's so... Give me the scene of, like, Emma seeing Moira at, like, some restaurant in Singapore. Uh, 
But basically in this comic, they have decided to just buy up all of Majapur, all of the land that Verendi wants to use. They're basically buying it all up and kind of fucking Verendi over. What they don't know is Verendi has a little ace up their pocket, which is Reaver technology and all of the humans that they've maimed. So great. So a new batch of Reavers, but same origin. Yeah, all of is that were all the Reavers fucked up by by Wolverine? Yes. Or, oh, okay. Love it. Love it. Love it. Also, love the moment with Mask in the hospital. Yeah, I. But the the thing was, is I still couldn't tell. Like, is he? Wait, was he moved by this or is he not? It's kind of, and I kind of like that. Where well, I'm like, it felt like he was to me. It was, but it, but but does that mean he's going to be? Fu- I, it more just felt like doing good. What is this? I, I feel like that. Yeah. I feel like I, I would know. like to see him after a whole day of doing this. Of I think it's fucking with him. I think that's what it is. It looks like it's fucked with him using his powers for good. I don't think he's ever used his powers for good before. I agree. I think it's like giving somebody purpose, and I think that's such a powerful thing. Yeah. And also, I wonder, I'm just curious, how much could he, because he can't, uh, what's that cosmic, the ugly character we hate from the new mutants? Cosmar. Cosmar. I guess her face is so warped. I was like, can he do anything with that? Mask is like, uh, what am I, an Omega? Um, Yeah. (laughs) But I also still am questioning, has he done work on Callisto? Is Callisto oh, sure, sure. Callisto is still being drawn? And I know it's like, oh, who cares? But pretty much every her character is known to be ugly. Yeah, and she I is now being go. drawn as being pretty, which I think is uh, I think we need to have some ugly rights. <laughs> did she ever go back to ugly, or did she just go straight to pretty with tentacle arms? No, 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 no. She went back to ugly because that because when she had the tentacle arms for a bit, she was she was in the with the moral she battled mask and then he fucked her face up again and made her all gross again oh yeah all right anyway uh i'm i my problem is a lot of times i like the things like the little tea leaves that i see in these books are so amazing that i'm just scared that i'm going to be disappointed because I just see, like, if Moira doesn't know, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, if Emma, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, she knows. It's Emma. Yeah, so, man, if Emma doesn't know. Um, yeah, I just, Marauders, great. It's great. It's great. great. Love Reavers, great. Thank you. X-Men, classic X-Men stuff. Reavers, yes. The ball is coming soon. The ga- Have we missed the deadline to get drawn in the ball? I forgot to. I've entered. You entered? I forgot to enter. I also feel well, like as a white... I'll see you at the ball. I feel like as a white man, it's like... Yeah, please don't pick me. Don't pick me. <laughs> <laughs> please don't pick me. Please don't just put a white guy in the ball. Um, I Oh, oh, I'm so glad you mentioned the gala. I think... Oh, God. I think the purpose of it is for Emma to reveal <laughs> Moira's presence to the world. <laughs> Do you think that's what she's cooking up? I feel that. I feel she, that would fuck over Krakoa. I don't think she wants that to would fuck, fuck over Krakoa. But she loves drama. Anyway, um, did you read anything else? All right, let's else? move on to other comic books. 
I didn't read anything else. All right, I'm going to tell you about a few comic books in our next segment. Hit it. You gotta get a comic if you wanna get ahead. What did you read, Brett? And uh oh, and uh oh, and uh oh, oh. I read uh, King in Black number four. I know, I know, I know. I said we wouldn't talk about it, but something happened. You can talk, as long as I don't have to read it, you can talk about it. Okay. You sent me a picture from it, and I was like, that looks cool. Still don't want to um, read it. I want to talk about Champions number four, but first. I want to talk about that Black Widow series by Kelly Thompson right now. Are you are you caught up? No, I, I only read the first issue. Is it good? Yeah, it's it's really good. All right, I'll I read won't. It. I'll it's read so it. good, I won't spoil it. Okay, great. All right, but it's like it's intense. I will get caught up, and I will we'll talk about it. Okay, so super cute. Um, so there's two big events going on. There's the Champions event outlawed, which is like, no teen heroes, go to bed. And there's King in Black. Evil Jeff, did you know that our X-Men feature heavily in both issues? In Champions and King in Black? Yeah. Um, I know that they were in Runaways. I was, I'm reading the Runaways and they show up in that. Who? So why? I talked about Wolverine shows up. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, Pixie. To yeah, take away oh, Molly Pixie, Hayes. I did. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Pixie is in Champions also. And they make it really feel like she's going to join. Yeah. Wait, who, wait who is going to join? Pixie. Is going to join the Champions? Yes. Oh, love it. Is Dust still I mean, there? I don't know. She, what? Is Dust still with the Champions? So here's what this issue is about. No, Dust is not still with the Champions. What happened to but, her? Uh, she quit. She went to Krakoa. Oh, okay. Uh, there, the champions are on the run because of this Kamala's law. Um, do you know who, the, and like, they're surrounded by cops. Do you know who they're saved by at the end of last issue? Cyclops and Dust. And this issue is about where Cyclops and Dust take the on-the-run champions. And do you know where they take them? Where? On the Marauder's goddamn ship. What? Champions number four is the Marauders, are the Marauders Cyclops, there? So and all Dust. The Marauders are there? Yeah. Oh, I have to read that. Yeah. It's Ironheart meeting Storm for the first time. Oh, wow. It's, it's, it's Kamala Khan calling Kitty Pride, Kate Pride, Shadow Cat. And she's like, oh, I haven't gone by that in a while. Call me Captain Kate. And it's Cyclops like, this is my old team. Like, we have to help them. It's incredible, except it's written for four-year-olds. I saw on the cover, it's like said the writer was Ewing, and I was like, oh my God, it's going to be good. Ooh, it's Eve Ewing, not Al Ewing. Oh, no. Uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't the Al Ewing writing I was expecting. Um, <laughs> definitely felt like a, a series for kids, but um, super great to see the Marauders and Cyclops and Dust kind of helping them on the run. Great. It's great. King in Black, we have our X-Men in the fight. Um, so Storm and Cyclops are able to break free. Uh, it's the little kid Dylan kind of like breaks the hold that Null has over everybody. So everybody's like not venomized anymore. So they're fighting Null again. Um, like great moments. Like um, Doctor Strange instructs Cyclops to take his visor off and just start blowing away space dragons. And he does. And... Uh, 
he advises Storm and Thor to team up and just cover everything in lightning, and they do. It's great. And then the person, I and I sent you this picture, to like finally take it to Null and get him on his knees is Jean. Oh, you, you sent me that picture, and then she's just like, yeah. what's up, guy? All right, what is going on? Yeah, she's like, what's up, god <laughs> of darkness? My name's Jean Grey. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, the six deadliest words on the planet are, hi, my name is Jean Grey. Like, you know when you hear that, like, you're done. Yeah. If you're a bad guy. Um, so, Jean, of course, is like, oh, she turns into X-Men the Animated Series, Jean, and... Oh, um, really? After that big badass entrance, she just like, oh, Scott. She, no, she does make a difference. Um, but she does wind up passing out in Scott's arms. <laughs> like oh, classic. Jesus Christ. Um, she connects with Silver Surfer, uh, who is on his way. Um, and Silver Surfer, I forget what he does. But basically what Gene learns is that there is an equal and an opposite to Null. If Null is the god of darkness, there is a god of light. Void. And it's the surfer Null that does void. something. No, it's actually, and I hope you know who this is. Um, it's a reframing of an old character. Who? It's Captain Universe. The, you, you know, uh, the, like when, the, the when girl? one of our no, like um, that female. Isn't that what's that female? Yeah, well, they the did Avengers? turn. They did, but they did turn her into that, but. Before that, it was like any char- like characters would be like taken over by the Captain Universe spirit, and all of a sudden they would appear in that like blue and white costume with like that like the circle and line pattern on it. Like, right. Spider Man has been Captain Universe. The Hulk has been Captain. Like it's just this thing that used to happen a lot. Um, and he always came with like I think like Captain Universe. Part of that character's lore is the Enigma Code the Enigma riddle, something like that. Right. And anyway, like it ends with Reed Richards being like, we've solved the Enigma code. And, Wait, is this and- a copy off of what's the, the, what's the, the, what's the thing dark side's always looking for in DC? The L like the life equation, anti-life, <laughs> the anti-life yeah. equation. Yeah. So it's basically, they, they frame captain universe as being the opposite of null, like the response to null, the ref- like the, the adversary. And Captain Universe, that spirit takes over Eddie Brock, who's near death in the hospital. So Eddie Brock is our new Captain Universe, and he will come to. I thought he was dead, though. No, it turns out he was like this close. Oh, Jesus Christ. Or maybe he was, but then I'm I'm sick of it. I'm just over it. Oh, fine. I want to go to Marvel and just be like, you are not allowed to do a worldwide. The world yeah, is going to end. You can still do a crossover, but it can't be that. I'm sick of it, right. Brett. I agree. Because guess what? I feel that's more of a challenge. That's a writing challenge. I'm just sick of, oh, there's this one guy that becomes so powerful. Oh, but you know what it is? There's another guy that's like just as powerful. And then the chosen one gets the magic powers. And he's the one who could stop them all. You had the power in your shoes all along. Did fucking Venom click his goddamn tongue together three times? I'm just I'm sorry. I'm just sick of it. <laughs> Are you done? Yes, I'm done. Okay, let's move on to WandaVision. All right. Hit it! Ah! WandaVision! WandaVision! WandaVision. So, Evil Jeff, how is it 
that you and I and so many others knew something was coming the entire time. And yet when it happens, you're still, they still manage to shock and awe you and surprise you. And I'll tell you why, because it's actually a specific way of writing. And it started in shows like Law and Order. Law and Order has this thing where they want to have a twist so you don't know who the bad guy is. But the problem is, who is playing the villain? Who's playing the villain? It's the most famous person. It's the most famous guest star. So they realized, oh, if we have Robin Williams in an episode, everyone's going to know he's the bad guy. So suddenly they realized, you need to write a separate way where the audience kind of knows where it's going. And then when it goes where it thought you were going, you're like, yes! And you feel satisfied and you love it. And that's what this was doing. Yeah, It was giving you a little bit of stuff and you're like, I think I see where this is going. And then when it delivered, it delivered so greatly that you pat yourself on the back. You're like, I'm so fucking smart. (laughs) Yeah. And and meanwhile, you're blind to actually the smart thing was how they delivered (laughs) that information that you've known the whole time. Exactly. And this was... It was Agatha the whole time. It took this moment of Catherine Hahn's Agnes... Being the reveal of the villain uh, in, in the MCU, the villain Agatha Harkness, it, just the way it was done took it, it literally has taken the world by storm. Yeah. I, the entire world is bopping to Agatha all along. Yeah. And it has not left my head since Friday night. Yes. Well, I, I also watch. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race and the RuPaul's Drag Race UK they did a musical episode and there's this song called like ding dang dong and that's like also everywhere <laughs> and oh. so literally there's just two shows have these earworms that are stuck so yeah. if I get rid of one song then the other song gets stuck in my fucking head not that I'm complaining it's also my fault that I've watched that it was Agatha all along probably a hundred times a hundred times. And have you heard the Trap Hip Hop remix on no. YouTube? No. And you know it's Catherine oh, it's Hahn is the is singing it. Is singing. This was so... And it was one of those episodes where it kind of felt like nothing was really happening. Which but everything you know was is a sign that everything's going to happen big at the end. And I will just this say... Was, wait, one other thing I want to say before we move on to like the amazingness of that ending. Yes. I have now... Someone is posting a compilation of all the people that do reaction channels of WandaVision of the big twist moments. So it's literally a half an hour of people seeing her open the door to Pietro. This one, it was a half an hour of different people seeing Catherine Hahn be revealed. I can watch that all day. And that, but the thing is, is all of them are like, I knew it. I knew it. And then the song starts and they're like, yeah. Mic drop. Wait. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know they were going to do this. <laughs> it's, it's so good. The, so, the, the reveal through song is so good for so many reasons. Like, where do I begin? One, did not think we would get more classic sitcoms in there. And as soon as it hits, you're like, it's the fucking monsters. The fucking Are you monsters. Me? They bring in the witch with the monsters theme. Like, yes. Yes. Oh my god! It's fantastic that Catherine Hahn is given a chance to shine. That uh, it's done so silly, like it's so not taking itself seriously. It is so much fun. 
it, it this I, is what it's doing it's doing a thing the thing that's like it's similar to like bong joon ho and parasite where it's just bending it's like and now we're going to go into this genre now we're going to go into this genre we're going to bend yeah. back and forth to whatever genre we want and it ends up making the whole thing even though some parts are like hilarious and funny it's also just so deeply disturbing and fucking creepy. Yeah, at the it's like the really... fact that you can go from so creepy and scary, like when the the, the formatting changed to like widescreen. Yeah, and it got really scary, and then they just throw that song, and then the they fucking end the show. Like it's yeah. like a fucking slap in the face, and I can't, I can't. It, they get, get in, enough they get it. into, they slip into horror, and then they give you the horror-based sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> You can't keep up. Well, let's just give a, a brief rundown of like what happened in this episode. W- yeah. Um, so, so it's a lot of Vision and Darcy. Yes. But we also get what is, because I was just assuming Modern Family. We get Modern Family. But um, we also get in the theme song, it's yeah. the audio of of an office ripoff. Of an office. But, but it's visuals. the visuals it's fucking happy endings. Happy endings. That is the biggest fuck you of a show. Like, can this show now be revived? Because that was... I loved that show. Happy Endings was so good. So And good. do you know who, who directed Happy... Who show ran Happy Endings? Oh, I'm assuming... What's his nuts? Who does WandaVision? Uh, no, the Russo brothers. Oh, oh, did they did? Oh, Endgame. of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so Brilliant. that's immediately... We know what era... We're in, and then the episode is called "Breaking the Fourth Wall." First thing we get is a uh, very modern family: somebody breaking the fourth wall, talking to camera, while interspliced with the scenes of their life. And right and now, we are in a deep, deep, deep depression. Yeah, Wanda's in a depression, and she's kind of losing control because uh, the video game controllers were switching all around. She tried to pour some milk. And, and it kept changing from, you know, almond milk to like 1950s milk to 70s With the missing milk. child. Missing child who, thing did, on now, it, by did, the way. Who was that missing child? I don't, I think it was just I didn't, like I that, didn't go that and a look. child is missing. I didn't, I don't think the identity is important. I think because it's just like. I need to look up because, you know, there's some, there's, there's people that like look at every single Easter egg and like yeah. analyze it to death. I want to look up and see if that was anything. It looked important. like little Tommy at first, but it's so blurred out. But there's a whole kid thing I want to talk about in a little bit. Um, so one of the you mentioned like um, cuts of reaction videos. Um, this is another like super cut video. Have you seen the video of every time Elizabeth Olsen says previously on Wandavision through in each and every episode? No. Why does so she say she it gets, like the? Does she say it like the era it's in? No, she gets progressively more lethargic as. So she starts off very upbeat energy and her energy decreases until like the last one she said like previously on WandaVision. Whereas the first one is like previously on WandaVision. Like, so if you play them oh, in order all I, next to each other, you you hear Wanda I depleting energy. I yeah. love it. So she's sinking deeper into grief. She's sinking deeper into depression and is something siphoning her energy outside of the uh, internal grief? Uh-huh. Is there something external siphoning her energy? What could it be? And, could it be uh, Agatha? 
yeah. or and the person like, think who back, Agatha is working for. Or both. Think back to the Yo Magic commercial of that figure trying to tap into more and more magic, but getting more and more depleted as exactly. as he goes. Yeah, that's what's happening. And that's the other interesting thing is Billy says to Agnes, like, you're so quiet. Like he he's yes. struck like he's starting to struggle by here he's he's like becoming psychic and hearing all the voices, but he cannot hear Agnes's with the voices in Agnes's head. So of course she takes them to her house and immediately you're like Stranger danger, stranger danger. Yes, stranger danger. And then we get the, uh, which I think this was my favorite commercial. The Nexus, because of course it's going to be a fucking medication commercial. Of course, for so many reasons, for the era and for the main character. Yeah, and I think all of these were kind of dealing with things in the past. And this one was clearly dealing with what is happening to her now. But why Nexus? Well, what the is theories it? are that Wanda is a Nexus being. That the theories I've heard is that she ex- so, and this is like okay, whatever. She exists in every reality. She's one of those characters that exists in every reality. Like, there's always a Wanda Maximoff, and so therefore she's a Nexus character, and like can control reality. Yada yada. I don't know that. I don't know. I like that because it's it's a little complicated well I think she's the lighthouse from Excalibur (laughs) sure yeah well here but here's the thing that happened is which came first that the the Agatha or the Wanda because Wanda is stealing vision and then this world happens and now Agatha is able to harness all of her power. And I'm betting you anything that Agatha probably met a depressed Wanda and convinced yes. her to do all of this yes. so that she can start harnessing her powers. And all of those weeds and roots and purple roots are leading to something else. My theory is I think yeah. she's trying to revive Mephisto. I agree. Um Perhaps. I, I also think there's, I, she's a witch, so she definitely eats kids. And there's, so there's something about drawing power from children, um, which may fit into reviving Mephisto. But I, I agree. I think there's some sort of ritual that she's working towards. And my problem when I see Mephisto, I'm just, I'm just so frightened, Brett. That they are going to use Tommy and Billy and have them go back to Mephisto's soul and then have her be destroyed that they're not. I'm just scared they're going to be killed. I'm very you know scared. Why, you know why I, I, like, I, I feel like Wanda needs to save the day at the end of this. Yeah. And I feel like what's. As and I agree, it's very possible that Billy and Tommy will just get absorbed back into Mephisto. I think Wanda's going to intervene, not let that happen, and get out of there with the kids. And I think then Strange is going to be like, "Well, that can't happen." Yeah, because they they're not real. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's very possible that Wanda could escape with the kids while they're about to get absorbed. Yeah. Um, 
but the, there's definitely like kids ritual Mephisto because there's cicadas, there's weird demonic imagery in the basement. Yeah. There's that book, which people are theorizing is the dark hold, a very kind of like Dr. Strange, Scarlet Witch kind of magic. But, but she hasn't officially eaten any children yet because the children showed up in Halloween and Billy and Tommy were clearly there in that room when she was like, where are they? I feel uh, Billy was clearly that rabbit and Tommy was that oh. fly. Oh, maybe. Because she suddenly like looks at the fly and the fly was just buzzing around really fast. Yeah. And then she well, a lot looks of people are over. saying that that's heralding Mephisto because Mephisto's first appearance was as a fly. Oh, see, I thought that yeah. she had just turned Tommy and Billy. It, that's very possible. In, into those things. A lot of people are saying that the rabbit is actually Evan Peters. But then Evan Peters shows up at the end. That's true. Um, that's true. And whose side but is Evan Peters on? It's exactly. So that leads me to the thing we really need to talk about. Okay. Miss Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. I oh will say God. this. Okay. And this is the thing. Do you know how hard it is to do a believable? Um, oh, I got powers. Because it's right. the most cheesy thing. Like, oh, I just got shot with gamma rays. And now I have powers. This has been so slow burning. And re- and it, it it's just like, oh, you went through that thing. There's something wrong with your cells. Oh, you went through again. There is something weird. You can't go through again. We don't know what's going to happen to your cells. Like, they kind of are just setting up this thing where you're like, oh, like, this is how she's going to get her powers. And she gets that, 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 that fucking... What was that car? That bulldozer yeah, that car? Yeah, tank. Yeah. What? what? Okay, why did you think that would work? <laughs> she she was working on it for many episodes. She's like, okay, I think I figured it out. And she's like, this is going to work. I was like, why? And then she drives yeah. into it. It's not working. It's starting to be changed. Oh, what are we going to do? She gets out. As soon as she gets out, I turn to my boyfriend. I'm like, bitch is running through that. She's running through that She's shit. She's running through that. Oh, yeah. And, and then poor Wu is like, no. Yeah. And she pushes on through that thing. Because that's like the stronger hex. Like, she, like there was a lot of wall to get through. It wasn't like, oops, I'm on the other side. Like, she pushed through, like, many feet of barrier but to get to the But the thing that side. was so amazing about this sequence is she had to not only push through the hex, she had to push through all the different versions of herself. Yeah. And it was almost like she's, and you saw like as she's split, being able to split out the different versions of herself and keep a hold of who she was. And then when she finally broke through, I do feel, I really felt, I mean, we watched, I made you watch Fast Color, right? Yes. It felt very fast color to me where she suddenly could see everything. She could see all the lights. She could see yeah. all the spectrums. The magic. So I have a question. Yeah. Is her official name now Fo- Photon? No, because look what happened. Like, as soon as she walked through that barrier and you saw all the different iterations of herself, I was like, oh, look at that. A spectrum yes, of her exactly. identities. But I mean, Absolutely. in the Marvel comics, is she called Spectrum or Photon? No, yeah, she's Spectrum. Yeah. Okay, because people are calling her Photon and I am like, I don't 
think she was photon right. briefly, and that was Maria Rambo's call sign on her. On right, her, um, and that's for so yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm right, and I am. I like I can. <laughs> I thought when I saw Maria photon Rambo, I was like, oh, then Monica later on in a few years will be photon. But then when they pulled her identities apart, you saw the spectrum of her. I was like, nope, she's spectrum. She's her fucking spectrum. And also the fucking sword uniform is fucking spectrum. Is her outfit. Outfit. Yeah. Oh, I All right there. love her so, so much. We even got like her superhero landing, like when she was fighting Wanda and she like crash landed as a hero on the Yeah, sidewalk. I can't wait for her oh. and fucking Agatha to fucking have it out. Like when she fully unleashes her powers. Ooh, girl. Oh, I can't wait. Cause like Agatha. So, Oh, I didn't, I wanted to bring this up. I think Agatha has been drugging Wanda this whole time. That would make sense. She, she always has like, so her first appearance, she brings in a plant. Her second appearance, she brings in food. Um, there's the instance of her spraying the lavender all over the room. There's her making her tea when she gets there. Like, and I think there's other iterations in the, in like in the Brady Bunch in the eighties episode. Yeah. So it's but her basically trying. It's always something to yeah. eat, drink or sniff always. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. And she's got that plant growing everywhere. And my, and I don't think that's just going to work on Monica, but yeah, no, Especially now that Monica has fully, she's the only person who's been able to go through the hex and not be changed. Yeah. She's the only thing. So I have a feeling whatever Agnes wants to do to her or Agatha, it's not going to fucking work. Yeah. It's almost like she willfully beat the spell to lose your identity. Yeah. By acknowledging everything she's been over the course of her life. And incorporating all of that into who she is now. Yeah. And that's this how is, she beat it. And this is the other thing. is this, It's always the typical thing of like Phoenix, House of M. It's always this one, white woman gets so hysterical. Her powers are so great that she becomes crazy. And crazy. people have to save her. And the way they got around this is like, yeah, we're going to make a big, strong black woman come save her. <laughs> like you're like yes, <laughs> yes. If that bitch needs to be saved, that's I want fucking power. yeah. I want fucking Monica Rambeau to fucking save her. Yeah. Oh, when Wanda was like, "You're full of lies," and she's like, "Only the ones you put in my mouth." I was like, yeah. Yes, uh, bitch. She's oh, like, "You were like, not." Yeah. She's like, "You could try." Um. Yeah, I'm super excited for this. My question is: is when we see. Um, Agatha outside making Evan Peters appear. What is she doing? Yeah. Is this a person? Is this from thin air? Is that her son, Nicholas Scratch? Which is, I never realized, isn't that the same name from uh, Sabrina? Yeah, because that's the de- that's like a devil nickname. Oh, Nick oh okay. Yeah. Old I, Nick Scratch I, I, is a devil I, I mean, I was assuming that, yeah, it is her son, Nicholas Scratch. That's what I'm thinking. Who's yeah. technically more evil than Agatha Harkness, at least in the comics. Ooh. Um, anyway, but the other thing he is, could... I wonder if this, though, I don't want Agatha to die because she started out as the nanny 
it's for the Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I want her to be in those Fantastic Four movies. I would love it if they do give her a backstory that's somewhat sympathetic, but I don't see that happening. It, we don't have much time left. Yeah, we only got two more episodes. Yeah. Um, uh, what other takeaways do you have? Oh, we didn't talk about Vision and Darcy. Oh, that was fun. I was thing. I was just like buzzer head, buzzer head, because she's like, "Oh, I'm in this thing." I'm like buzzer head, and then he buzzed, <laughs> and then he buzzed her head, and she was back to normal. Like, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Good. <laughs> um, it. But here's like, the thing: it, Do you th- is it Wanda keeping Vision away, or is it Agatha keeping Vision away? I think it's Wanda out of protection. Yeah. I think she just doesn't know how to deal with them. I think she's like, <laughs> I think she's like, it's like I fucked up. I've been lying to you. I don't even know really what's going on. And yeah. I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Um, I have no other takeaways other than Agatha All Along is the song of the year. So <laughs> I, it's the best thing. It I've was ever. Agatha. Oh, oh, to end it with, and I killed Sparky too. <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn you. God damn you. She's so great. Yeah. I'm just also, I just get so excited. There's people that are just texting me that have never read, never seen another Marvel movie, never read a Marvel comic. And they're like, this is the funnest show. Where I'm like, right? It's so fucking fun. It's so fun. I saw the best tweet that was like, Marvel's over here pushing the boundaries of genre. genre. Meanwhile, DC's over here like, hey guys, look, we re-edited a bad movie. It's like... I don't focus more on the Marvel part. Like, they really are pushing the boundaries of genre. Exactly. They really are trying to keep this fun and fresh and interesting. Bravo. I thought we were only getting an Iron Man movie at one point in my life. I was like, oh, fun. Iron Man. Great. Maybe they'll make a Hulk one one day. I don't know. And look at us now. When did the first Hulk movie come out? The Ed Norton one? No, the one before that. That was before care. Iron Man, right? The yeah, Ang Lee. It's was Ang Lee. I like the Ang Lee Hulk. I know, but I liked the Ang Lee. Jennifer Connelly. Ang Lee. He did like he, his transitions were like comic book panels. I was like, oh, very original Ang Lee. I liked it. Well, what's wrong with comic book panels? Very original. Try oh harder, Ang Lee. Oh Jesus make, Christ! Maybe you should make a, a different movie about gay cowboys on a mountain. <laughs> Well, they cut out the part where, like, um, that original scene where Heath Ledger spits on his dick, that was yeah. originally the Hulk did that scene um, oh. in the Hulk with uh, Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> to, uh, but then they were whatever. like, hey, she already did this in Requiem for a Dream. We have to cut it out. And then he's like, I'll put it in another movie. All and right. then he was like, oh, my God, you're the girl from the ass to ass scene. <laughs> Ugh, that movie. Someone was like, Arm. oh, I loved Requiem for a Dream. I should watch that again. I was like, why? No. Why? Don't ever. There's what? certain movies where I'm like, I'm glad I saw it, and I never want to see it again. We'll never watch it again. Thank you. Unlike WandaVision, which I've watched six times. Yeah, I will clearly be. I'm saving it to end, and then I'm going to binge the whole thing in a row. I just saw a collection of GIFs on Tumblr of just Elizabeth Olsen scenes. Listen, oh, yeah. I'm going to say this right now. My favorite thing about the MCU used to be the writing and directing of Captain America, the Winter Soldier. It is now Elizabeth Olsen's performance on WandaVision. Yeah. It is officially my favorite thing about the MCU. Yeah. She's great. 
Elizabeth Olsen's performance, writing, directing on Soldier, Endgame portal scene. Top three. Um, and your marriage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My what? I was oh, like, yeah. list the greatest moments in your life. And it's just like Marvel moments. And your husband is sitting in the background <laughs> like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> you were there. I'll be like, you were there. You've seen everyone with me. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. My cat is freaking out. Do you hear her? <laughs> just, I, she meowed right after you said that. Is she going into heat? No, she's just attention starved. Ugh, what a bitch. All right, well, next week, I don't even... Ugh, I'm just scared of like what, what is going to happen. I mean, well, we have two more episodes... I'm telling you though the 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 week after where it's over and the new and Winter Soldier Falcon and Winter Soldier hasn't started yet, I'm gonna be sad. I don't know I'm how gonna I'm gonna get to. We're just gonna be like doing our suicide pact. Yeah, and then we'll be like, wait, Falcon and Winter Soldier starts next week. We want to be alive. Do we though? I'm just like this. Oh, I'm so excited. I I think my problem is is now I'm just like I feel like I'm just gonna be sitting there with my arms crossed, being like. WandaVision was better. Honestly, I think the joy of it is it's going to be a complete 180 from WandaVision. And you'll be like, all right, I'm going to enjoy Like, it's going to be about their dumb frenemy relationship. Yes. yes. And Evil Jeff, it's going to start with them hating each other. And it's going to end with them being them as close fucking. as Bucky was with Steve. Like, you know, They're then fucking. going to be like, fucking. You know, the relationship arc between those two is gonna be the thing. And I love me a good enemies to bromance. Yes. Well. Excellent. Thank we you. Thank you all for participating into our inane ramblings for another week. We will be back. That's insane. We will be back next week to uh, Wax Poetic um, on the joys of WandaVision. Um, we'll probably just, this is now just a WandaVision podcast. Even when the show's over, we're just going to, we're just going to go over every scene. <laughs> and it also, it's just tapping into some queer energy for us. Cause yes. I hate to break it to you all, but if you read comics, um, oh. well, that makes you buckle up. Queer. queer. Thank you so much. Thank you. Like and subscribe. Follow us on wherever you can listen to podcasts. Eat my butt. <laughs> <laughs>